What is going on, BW Sports One World? It is time for some couch talk with Damon and Dan, powered by First Financial Bank, Mr. John Wayne Buzzard. For all your banking essentials, 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. And the rock star, realtor himself, Mr. Sean Nugent, buying or selling a home. It is time for you to talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Damon, my man, what is going going on i ain't not a whole bunch man i just got a lot of visual things going on right now you know i got uh my my, my awesome co-host over here mr mr ann stevens doing this little couch thing that we do we got the lakers and the rockets over here in game four uh on the previous channel i got the u.s open with osaka naomi osaka playing jennifer bray uh Brady, what's his name? Tom Brady, yeah, but it's not his sister, but Jennifer Brady. And then we have it about what four minutes the start of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Football is back, baby. But tonight we're going a different route, we're staying on the hardwood to yeah, talk about a little cheese. <laughs> Talk about a little NBA bubble basketball that's been going on for the past couple months, uh, but we're going to get stay into the playoffs and what we have seen, heard, listened, witnessed for the first two rounds. And yes, we've been trying to do this for like three weeks now. <laughs> we've had a football game. We've had a holiday. We've had something else <laughs> it was a holiday on a thursday uh, uh hey man i'll go with it you... <laughs> i'll go with it <laughs> well you didn't <laughs> so it's too late i know i, I don't fell know. right off of that i don't know what the reason was but yes we are been meaning to talk about you know playoff basketball bubble basketball whatever you want to do all right, we're going to classify the last couple of weeks, but here's a good opportunity for us to do it. Uh, like we mentioned yesterday's show, uh, that you know, uh, on Thursdays for Couch Talk, we're going to primarily into the end of the season. We're going to talk a little basketball, a little NBA, 
Um, you know, if we get any uh, college news, we'll sprinkle in some of that too, because I know there was that proposal by the ACC coaches oh, to have a, a all of the participants of NC. Oh, Caruso with the ball head. It looks like he's going through chemo. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, ACC all all ACC teams in the in the big tournament, big dance. No, he said he said all teams. Period. All oh. teams. Like the like the tournament will be all, like all the ACC coaches think that all what is it three hundred and sixty four teams or schools in Division One, something crazy like that to be in the uh, tournament. Three hundred and some. Yeah. That's what I you think three forty one or something like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Unless you're gonna <laughs> play the tournament the whole year long. Well, that's what they're saying. So they don't have okay, he's he's on pause, folks. I don't know what happened to him. But okay, so what I believe the one is talking about is the whole season goes along and it's a tournament. That would be nuts. That would be a little insane. But you know what? I'm cool with it, I guess, if that's what's going to bring you the money in, because that's all that matters in college sports today anyway. Now, I really wish that I could see Damon pop back on because, yes, I'm a basketball fan, but this is all him tonight, man. This is kind of like, this is his forte. This is his field, his turf, his court, you know. I don't know where he is but I'm going to act like I know what the hell I'm doing. Oh, there he went. Boom. All right. So he's coming back. Good. I can only stall for so long, people. I'm just going to see in the comments who you are picking to win the rest of the NBA playoffs. I'm still going Boston. We'll talk about it with Damon as soon as he returns, but I'm still going Boston. Game seven. I think our boy Tatum is going to light it up. I think he's going to have a hell of a game. I think he's going to take the reigning champs out in a game seven. I mean, let's face it. Last night's game was crazy. 125 to 123 or 122, I think, in double overtime win for the defending champs, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Man, what can you say? You know, I'd like to see Gordon Hayward back for the the Celtics on the the court, but uh, I don't know. It's not looking too good for him. We'll have to... We'll have to see what goes on there. Obviously, you know, the ones team is the Lakers because he was a bandwagon all his life. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> uh, just went crazy. His Wi-Fi just went crazy. We don't know, but he... Yep, oh, hold on. <laughs> he is back. I have to get us on the right Go side because it throws me off. I have no idea what happened. I was sitting here uh, and I have full bars. I have full bars, and then it just said spitty, spitty, and then all my bars went away. Well, I mean, there's nobody in the house, man. Nobody's that energy. Is the man <laughs> zooming in to our conversation? I mean, I didn't say uh, I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> no, but but well, I so I was talking was... to my I was talking to myself about the uh, last night's game, Toronto and uh, Boston. That was a hell of a what game. a game! What a game! Even though Kimball Walker was fouled at the end there 
full grippage of forearm. Should have been a foul, but it's playoff. It's the end of the game. You want the game decided by players and not referees. So you can't be you can't be uh, both sides of the fence there. Because you know we hear pl- people talk about it all the time. You got to let the players decide the game. You got to take the referees out the game. Right. But that's a clear foul. But you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? All you had to do is make the layup. That's all you had to do. I mean, that's it. All you have to do is finish, and that game could have been different, and you would have been going yeah. home taking a break. But no. uh, yeah, yeah, we teach you at a young age to finish through contact. Finish, finish, finish. That's what she said. No, ah, oh. ah, no, she said ah. she wants to finish. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. For we just people. went way wherever. <laughs> ah, A and W root beer, baby, uh, and an Eagles cup. Look at that. <laughs> Sounded good. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, yeah, that game last night was absolutely fantastic. You know, um, you get a triple double for Marcus Smart. I think it was his first triple double playoff triple double of his career. He's playing outstanding. I think to me, two of the most um, surprising players, uh, not just this this playoff bubble, but the season, is uh, Rondo and um, uh, Marcus Smart. You know, these guys coming out of college, you know, weren't great shooters. They were good point guards, but more on defensive side of the ball is why they hit the league. You know, Rondo's a couple years older because he's got some championships with Boston. But <clears throat> uh, Rondo was a solid point guard, and he has developed a nice shot. And we saw that on display with the 23 points that he had last night. I mean, what was it, three for five from the three-point line, and he's hitting open jumper shots in clutch situations? Hey, that's – and Marcus Smart the same in that game last night. He is cash money. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I don't know, I man, I was just saying to myself, you know, when the man zipped your Wi-Fi or whatever happened over there, I was just talking to myself about how I think Game 7 is going to be a Tatum revival. Hey, Jason Tatum was hooping last night. What are you I'm at, not 29, saying he would. I'm not saying he 29, would. 14, and 8 I'm or something like would, that. But I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a 34, 12, and 9 type of game. The baller. But he sure as hell got ripped in double overtime at the end of the game in a clutch. I know you idolize the Mamba. The Mamba ain't getting ripped right there. He might miss the shot, but he ain't getting ripped. He's not getting ripped. <laughs> you got ripped. And you got ripped so bad, you couldn't even complain that he fouled you. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you're at the park and a dude take your cookies and you just like, ball. Everybody's like, oh. Right. And it was like, yeah, you just got overruled, dog. Everybody just took your car. <laughs> yeah. Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> No, so um, excellent, an excellent game last night uh, with them and then the Clippers as well. So uh, 
from what you from the the clips that you've seen so far in this particular style of playoff, you know, I mean, it is favoring the um, the regular team, not so much the the number one seed, so to speak, as you can see with uh, Milwaukee. Well, I mean, Milwaukee is a a what three man squad because they do have, you know, you got the MVP, you got the uh shit, help me out here. Who's the other two? Chris guys? Middleton. Middleton. Chris Middleton and uh Drew Bledsoe. Okay. I so, mean you can sprinkle in Lopez what Lopez in there since he was second yeah. team defense. There's and something I mean, just not there's something just not jiving over there in Milwaukee because they can't I, and I can I can tell you right now what's jiving in Milwaukee. Giannis has to get better. Well I mean as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? You I mean and it's hard to fathom that you're saying the two-time back-to-back um, MVP has to get better. Well, it's proven. You know I mean, look how you were dominant in the regular season, 82-game season, where, you know, people play, let's say, 50 of those 82 games. Right. <clears throat> Stat chasing, pretty much, so to speak in the regular season and it doesn't translate when you get into the playoffs because when they come into the playoffs you got seven games against a certain set of defense geared towards you so right now against Giannis they build this wall so we know you can't shoot regardless of how we're going to build a wall it's going to be huge (laughs) (laughs) I mean and they know you can't shoot regardless of how hard you've worked over the um the offseason to try to improve your jumper you have improved your jumper but not enough for defense to respect it when your jump shot is too slow so you're not really getting a good clean look because it takes forever to get a shot off somebody's there when it's time to get a hand in your face so two you know me um you have to take better that was slow-mo yeah (laughs) i mean you have to take better quality shots you know what I mean? You can be an effective jump shot shooter without having to shoot the three. I mean, all they really want from you the three is to be is to show that it can be it can be made, like and then they'll start to respect it a little bit. But right now, it's like, bro, hey, shit, I'm gonna go over here and wait for this rebound, bro. I'm gonna let you get your dribble in, set your feet, all that, because it's not consistent. And then so in the playoffs, they're just blocking that off, and it's not allowing. Uh, Kyle Corbett to get open shots. It's not allowing um, uh, uh, Chris Middleton to get open shots. It's not allowing Drew Bretzel to create penetration. You know, so and it's not allowing George Hill, who led the the NBA three point percentage uh, this past season, it's not allowing him to get clean looks. So you got a team who is very skilled on the defensive side, as in Miami, who can you know, block that off and who can make quality uh, decisions on defense and make you pay on offense. Man, I'm not going to lie. I thought Miami was coming up and I thought they maybe be a year out, year or two out maybe at the most. But, man, they have definitely been the team to beat in the playoffs. Um, They really have. But I don't think they were challenged at all by – by Indiana whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think they were challenged at all by Indiana whatsoever. And I think no, injuries. No. I think, all. and I think, yeah, at all. But I think injuries 
no matter what people say or how do we want to treat the firing of Nate McMillan, Andrews played a Uh-oh. And in okay. that first round. You got to repeat yeah. what you just said. Sabonis said. would have been um, – I said regardless of what anybody thinks, uh, with the injuries caused a major – a major just had a major role in how this series played out. Um, Sabonis, if he – that is a whole different dynamic with that Indiana team. And so uh, I think they, they, they got – a fairly good draw when it came to the injuries for they got a good chance to get playoff warmed up and Duncan and hero good good playoff uh, minutes that way when they go into this series with Milwaukee it, they're ready to go and I think they they what they do well on defense is what Milwaukee does terrible on offense and then with Giannis getting hurt and not being able to play it was just a disaster. I think they're going to have a tougher time with either one of these teams that come out of tomorrow's game seven. Oh, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Now, we talked about it a little bit last night on Wednesday Night Live. Uh, Giannis knocked out of the playoffs. Does he stay or does he go? I think he stays. I think he stays. Like I said last night, I think he stays. He doesn't give, he doesn't give me that impression of a player who just gives, I don't want to say give up because I don't want to say these other players, players gave up. I don't want to say that. I think that's a bad word, but just in essence of lack of a better word to think of, he's not a player that's going to give up on that situation. You know what I mean? I think he believes in that organization that believed in him. Uh, it's rare that you see loyalty in this day and age in sports, but I think they have it. And I'm pretty sure they're going to figure it out. But the end result is Giannis has to get better. They got good pieces around him. He just has to expand his game where he can use those good pieces. Is he a leader? I think he can be a leader. You don't have to be vocal to be a leader. No, I'm not saying you do, but I was just asking, you know, with his... When you're back in your mind. Whip, 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 whip. That's all we heard, folks. Yeah, and, yep, he's hey, on now. Hey, Here he is. Yes, I Keep this in the back of your mind. Chris Paul. That's going all. to Milwaukee? That's all I'm saying. Just keep this in the back of your mind. Chris Paul going Chris to Milwaukee. Paul. The one has spoken right here on Couch Talk, baby. If that happens, they are hands down the favorite to win the championship next year. He's calling it. He's calling. He's Babe Ruth pointing. Yeah. Because the Lakers are going to win this year. LeBron retires. ADD's the whole year to have to groom a whole new team. Oh, but, no. yeah. Oh, can, is Boston going to beat Toronto? Or is the, uh, Rams, or is hey the man, Rams going to knock off? I can't change my pick. I can't change my pick. I pick Boston. I can't change. But the just the, the no quit. And the luck of the bounce that always seems to fall to Toronto that they didn't get when they had DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's gone, and now they get all them favorable bounces. And Kyle Lowry, he's the same way all the way back in Villanova. But 
He has to be the king of floppers right now. The king. Did you see the one last night? I did see that he, one. Hey, he was just walled up. Walled up. And he was like, oh, I can't do nothing. I'm just going to, oh, fall down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, are you kidding me? And then you got Jeff Van Gundy, them talking about, oh, you see, he moved his belly. That's a clear violation. Stop it. They're trying to find <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, just just stop it. That's <laughs> yeah, what it is. Clippers. But, um, yeah. Clippers, the Clippers, they, they struggle a little bit to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have um, Paul George went through a nice little terrible slump. I mean, it looks like he's coming out of it a little bit, but it looks like Kawhi is trying to sneak into one himself. Mm-hmm. But those two are not the ones that I'm that most concerned about. I'm more concerned about the role players. You know what I mean? Are they going to be able to match up? Because the further they go, the oh, Lakers team, the, the Lakers seem because it's between those two. But the further the further it goes, it looks like the Lakers secondary players are falling more and more into their their roles. And I think that the Lakers might have more opportunity on the defensive side of the ball to be more of an effect on the Clippers than what people think that it's the Clippers are going to be a better defensive player. If you look at it, man, they've got three seven-footers plus LeBron, as in wiping shots away from the rim. They're not getting offensive rebounds. They're getting offensive rebounds. You know, it's, and it's a smothering defense when you can put – Guys out there with arms, you know, with six, seven, seven foot wingspans all across the board with Danny Green and Catavius Carwell Pope. And Rido's an excellent defensive player on the point. So it's going to be rough. It's going to be a good series. I hate to overtalk Houston. I hate to overtalk uh, Denver, Denver, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll have to see what happens tonight and tomorrow. What's the score? Live score, Damon. Uh, 26-22 Lakers. All right. Live Start score the from second. the NFL. Chiefs and I, Texans. He doesn't know. have it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Let me flip. Let me flip. Let me flip. Going to uh, – they haven't even started the damn game yet. They're running on the field. They're running oh, off the field. Is there right. – what are they doing? Countdown to kickoff. I don't know. So, so still we're going to leave there. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the coaching that we have going on, the whirlwind of coaches going on in the NBA right now. Oh, there's coaches shit everywhere. Okay. So let's get the monkey out the, out the case. Mark Jackson the, is coming to Indiana, folks. No. He's, <laughs> Mark Jackson is not leaving – the cushy spot, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Steve Van, and Stan Van Gundy. They have the best jobs in the world. They can coach and not be fired. <laughs> it's true. Best job in the world. Dick Vitale said he is undefeated on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's let's get to Mark Jackson. Let's get that out of the head. Our wishes are not going to come true there. 
because I don't even think he's one of the candidates that they're interviewing. Not to say they wouldn't interview him, just to say that I don't think he's interested in any job. And if there was a job to pull him out, it would have been the Knicks. Yeah. Maybe Brooklyn, because he has tides with both of those teams being from the Queens area. So, um, but anyway, Becky Hammond. That's it right there, bro. <laughs> I would be fine, perfectly fine with her being the Pacers coach. And it's not its not the fact that her skill level as a coach, her basketball mind is absolutely outstanding, second to none. I think she's very qualified of a coach, um, exit and O's wise and motivational wise to be an NBA coach. But what the issue is and what the issue will always be until the player's mindset changes, are the men going to be able to follow a woman in that type of mind frame? We do start to see a little bit of it in the NFL, but it's the same situation that she's in in San Antonio. You're only an assistant. So you can be your part, you can do your part, but it's still that guy's team that they're really listening to. Right. You see what I'm saying? And no, I don't I, know I don't exactly understand. <clears throat> it's unfortunate, so, you know, but we'll see I mean, if, if if she does get the job, we'll have we'll really see if she can lead these egotistical men into something. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's 100% ego. It's 100% pride. It's 100% male chauvinistic. It's the same situation as having a, um, a open homosexual in a football or basketball or baseball locker room. Yeah. There's been players come out, but it's been after right. they're done playing. There's, right. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, once one of those barriers is crossed, the other one will be crossed very soon after. Probably. So I wouldn't look for it anytime is. soon. <laughs> I wouldn't look for it anytime soon. But I bet you'll get real, real, real serious consideration. I think that the the move would have to be made in college first mm. for it to really make a move into the uh, professional rails. Hypothetically speaking here, Damon, you know, not biased at all because I'm not a Duke fan. Mike Krzyzewski hired the the woman um, coach to be his assistant, right? In, in my, in the, isn't that correct? Ooh. Ooh. God, I can't remember. Coach K what? down at... Uh, Who'd he hire? Duke. Didn't he hire an assistant that's a woman? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, no, that was the women's coach. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Don Staley? I <laughs> Not Don Staley. Not Don here. Staley. Uh, your girl from uh, ESPN, uh, Kara Dawson. There you go. I'm going to sit back here and watch you run the rest of the show. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm gonna move. I mean, Marquise Morris is getting some run, or is this is this senior? I can't tell the difference. I mean, they look alike. Not going there. <laughs> All right, but 
but there are a lot of uh, opportunities open to the coaching world. I know we spoke a little bit about the um, the uh, Nets and the Steve Nash deal. You know, um, we both have our our ideas about it, but yep. the end result is I do think it's we both do think it is a good hire. You know, um, both of those players that now KD and Nash do have a relationship with him being a special advisor in Golden State when they won the championships. And two point guards, you know, the relationship with Steve, with uh, Kyrie Irving should be, you know, pretty remarkable. And Steve Nash does have uh, one of those savant top basketball minds. And you mean, you'd be a point guard of, you know, MVP point guard of, you know, so many different teams and leading so many different teams that long. I don't think that he'll be a bad head coach. Um, I do question the motives of the hiring, but that's here nor there. But there's a lot of opportunities open. You know what I mean? And this year was different than a lot of other years when a lot of coaching jobs is up. It's normally terrible teams like the Knicks, like Phoenix at times. You know what I mean? Where the teams are just so bad, just coaches, whatever. But there's opportunities of coaches walking in being the missing piece of teams that are ready to win, that are built to win. Philadelphia is built to win. Mm-hmm. You get a good coach in there, and you got some things going on. Um, uh, who else do we have going on? Let's see, New Orleans, Portland. They're they're building to win. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be good. You know, you got Chicago. Chicago's got some nice young pieces with um, uh, Levine. Uh, what do you have to do for North Carolina? Look, Kobe White. Uh, and I think what they got a Duke boy. Uh, can't remember his last name. I think he's a big guy. Uh, so they got a, and they got the the yeah. foreign kid, the foreign white boy, the foreign white boy. See, there it is, the white boy. Well, at least you didn't say you punk ass white boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the wife says that to my trans hero every time he's on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he did win six men of the year, and he was presented that award by his teammate, uh, Mo Williams, um, Lou Williams, who won it last year. So that was still pretty cool. But, um, yeah, there's some opportunities in, obviously, the Indiana job. You know, I've heard Chauncey Billups is up for that. Jean I Bond. heard that, yeah, and I, like you posted, I didn't have a clue that he even wanted on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, and people said they don't know why he ain't been to somebody's front office, you know, coaching staff like forever ago. So right. um, I'm anxious to see how this works out. You know, I mean, I guess he's going to be somewhere, man. There's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of people out here for a lot of these jobs. You know, I mean, I'm anxious to see who the Pacers are going to get. another interview with Jacques Fine, who got a pay raise to keep him on the staff with Steve Nash, which I think is bullshit. Me, nah, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't pick me, I'm, all, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out of here, bro. How you expect me just to, like, yeah, I'm cool. All right, I'm going to sit over here and beat Tyrone Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit over here and beat Jason Kidd. Right. Nah, I'm good, bro. I can hold my own somewhere else. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities, and we got Oklahoma City. They're yeah. they're open too. 
are they are they really built as well as a couple of these? But it's an opportunity because they got some good pieces. You know I what I mean? Um uh was it Shay Shay Alexander? He's there. Uh Schroeder's a decent player, and you got, you know, Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's Steven Adams, you know what I'm saying? It's not a bad place to be. It's a good fan base. You know they love you down there. I wouldn't see a nice young coach to come in with some young players to build there. I don't. I, it wouldn't be a bad job. But obviously, they know whoever they're giving that job to, they're giving years and time to build. You're not coming into a ready-made playoff championship contender team like you would be with New Orleans, Philly, Brooklyn, and even the Pacers. You get a good mind in here with the pieces you got, led by Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. You can do some things. You can, and I mean, I'd like to see him do stuff, obviously. But man, it's it's God. It's just like, come on, people. Why can we not do anything? And the Miami's been our Achilles heel every time in the playoffs. But we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some – hey, man, this next round is going to be awesome. Whoever comes out of this, this, this Boston-Toronto to play uh, Miami, this is going to be great because Gordon is going to be back if Boston wins. Gordon will be back, so that's going to be nice. <laughs> I think if Toronto wins – Miami's going to the finals. Mm. If Boston wins, Miami's going Boston. Yeah, Miami's going home. Because I think Boston has more opportunities to score against that. Yeah. He did it again. He did it again, folks. Uh, Um, Toronto. Oh, there he is. Hey, he's back. You did the little you did the little mind thing. Well, I see you. We just can't hear you really well. So, Damon, I'm sorry I can't hear you. But as so I'm not I, speaking. I'm not now speaking. Now I can hear you. But I wonder. <laughs> you. you are not listening. No, earlier you were. Yip, 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 yip. All right. All right. You got anything else? No, Lakers up 10. Lakers up 10. NFL's getting ready to start. What else is going on? A little bit of everything and a little I'm bit of I'm switching over to Osaka. I got to go check out Osaka. He's checking out Osaka. Well, I'm going to check out a little Monsters of Dirt Pricks of Pavement, baby. That guy right there is the one. This guy right here is the ass. Together. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Together we are Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard looking for all your banking essential needs. He is the man. 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. And the BW Sports One's rock star realtor, Mr. Sean Nugent, buying, selling a home. Check out Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. That's 317-503-8322. Damon, as always, brother, what do we do? 
Hey, that's a pretty nice outfit Osaka's got on. Osaka. She's key. She's helping me keep indie sporty. Help him. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>